Welcome to this interview for the Society of Sports Therapists. I'm Christian Weaver and today I'm speaking with sports therapist and PhD candidate Kirsten Wing. Kirsten, could you please introduce yourself and tell listeners about what you currently do? Hi Christian, um, yeah thank you for having me. Um, like Christian said, my name is Kirsten Wing. Um, I am currently a lecturer in sports therapy at the University of Gloucestershire on the undergraduate and master's SST courses. Um, I'm also a PhD candidate, um, so I'm about two thirds of the way through um, my PhD journey. Well, I think I am. Um, I also still practice clinically um, when there is time available. Um, so I work in private practice um, in Cheltenham um, at a SST supported clinic uh, with lots of graduate sports therapists and have a background predominantly in rugby and football. Uh, what made you choose sports therapy for your undergraduate degree? Um, well, sure, that was quite some time ago if I if I think back all those years. But um grew up in South Africa originally. Um and we don't have sports therapy necessarily necessarily as its own profession in its own right. Um so I was very interested in in biomechanics, in health, in rehabilitation. And I think it stemmed from there. I came out to the UK um on a school exchange when I was a teenager and a lot of my friends were going to universities so I was quite curious to what they were doing so that's how I ended up in the UK system but health and rehabilitation and meaningful rehabilitation uh, is quite a personal topic for me so I grew up um like I said in South Africa and my brother is a, a paraplegic athlete um so I was there when he learned to walk after his accident and what that meant and I was around that environment where people were were helping him through that process and then obviously later on watching him succeed and get his national colors and compete all over the world so for me it was quite a humbling experience and uh, watching somebody go through that and watching people help athletes really find their identity or help young people find their identity through sport and through movement was really quite empowering and um, like you could say that I fell in love with that process in the sense that if I could do what they did so those professionals what they did for my brother um, if I could do that for somebody I think I think that'd be my ultimate goal so that's how I became quite interested in the whole field really. Excellent and obviously um, that, that's a very personal journey into it and it's obviously sort of sparked your curiosity and then you went on to do uh, your sports therapy degree but you're now a PhD candidate so can you tell us a little bit about the research that you're conducting? As you can probably guess most of um, most sports therapists have quite a winding journey um, you know they do a whole range of things because they've got such a wide toolbox that we find kind of kind of obviously I'm now two-thirds of the way through my PhD and my PhD is primarily concerned around knowledge generation that's basically a fancy way of saying um, how do practitioners sports therapists uh, physiotherapists SNC coaches coaches teachers whoever they are how do they um, gain information retain it and then share it now my area of interest um, you probably guessed from my previous answer is in, in around pediatrics so um, young people and young people in movement how can we educate coaches in particular coaches and teachers 
So we know that there's um, a crisis internationally in and around uh, childhood obesity and inactivity. So there's an inactivity increase um, in young people, not only across the UK, but globally. Um, it's probably been exacerbated by lockdown. We'll find out when all the research comes out. Um, but it's probably um, increased over lockdown. So there's this project that um, Sport England supports. So they're the group who helped me and support me on my PhD. Um, they look into projects, one of them is called Boing, as in bouncing, um, and it's an intervention to educate practitioners around getting kids active in a fun way. Um, there are lots of those programs out there. So my research is in kind of layman's terms. So my job is because I'm passionate about kids getting kids active and the coaches, teachers, um, kind of upskilled and more knowledgeable. It's kind of emerging of those two. So I go in and I evaluate this project and find out what it looks like uh, for the end user. Is it being uh, an impact on the kids? What are the coaches and teachers and therapists saying? So it's just to understand and evaluate that program's impact. That's quite a fashionable word that we like to use. So it's an impact study. Okay, and obviously yeah, your sports therapy degree fed into you maybe taking up that kind of research opportunity. So what kind of things did you learn during your sports therapy degree that you're now using as part of your PhD? So like I said previously, um, sports therapists have got quite a wide and diverse toolbox. Um, and if I think back to my actual taught content in my undergraduate degree, so um, I studied through the University of West England um, on the SST course, and we had two modules in particular. Um, that I think probably really supported me um, doing my master's and then later doing my PhD. And one of them was obviously the dissertation or independent study module is what um, a lot of universities now call it. And that kind of gave me the confidence to ask really tough questions. So as an undergraduate degree, I did a fairly uh, controversial study um, into um, age provision, um in community rugby so um again quite a controversial topic um but i think the support that i received on that program in particular for that module really supported me asking brave questions that sometimes have quite tough answers but they're important and they need to be known and they need to be asked so I had a couple of staff members who were really supportive through that so they supported me asking those questions and all the way through we later got that um, dissertation published um, in the Irish Journal of Sports Medicine um, and then we took it to conferences like BASES student conferences and it ended up winning loads of awards and I think that process I wouldn't have had the guts to even put that question through and go through that research if it hadn't been for the support from my supervisors and the staff at the university. The other module that we did as, um, as undergraduates and it was part of our final year um, was a multidisciplinary module so learning to work with other practitioners um, in a various in various environments so those are your coaches your SNC coaches your nutritionists your psychs whoever you know is in that kind of interdisciplinary multidisciplinary team and I think learning to work in that environment as a sports therapist understanding what my role was in that wider setting really was so valuable um, for me um, we were asked to communicate in different ways. We were asked to listen in different ways. Um, and all of the research questions that I now ask 
So both from my undergraduate dissertation, my master's dissertation and my PhD, all of those questions have come from conversations with practitioners outside of my own discipline. So whether it's pitch side, court side, track side, it's those really interesting conversations and what those coaches are saying and what those SNC coaches, what those physios and whoever you're speaking to, those questions and those conversations have really informed my research. So it's helped me identify what we call a research niche. Um, and I think that keeps it current, it keeps it contemporary, it identifies a problem. And I don't think I would have learned to speak in a way that's friendly for that team if I hadn't have that appreciation of that module because I wouldn't have really known what everyone did, if that makes sense. Yeah, great. And you almost gave us a little bit of advice there, but if the, you did have one piece of advice for someone moving in towards research, what would it be? Um, Sure, choosing one piece of advice is hard um, and I'm not too sure if I'm in a position to give advice. I'm still working out the research process myself and most researchers would say that is um, I think being confident enough to be curious is probably my piece of advice. So it's around curiosity. Um, now, being curious can kind of underpin all of your modules and underpin all of your competencies as a sports therapist so if you look at those pillars of sports therapy and all those competencies being curious and at times yes maybe nosy um, might help you develop those skills now being confident to be curious is quite a challenging thing sometimes and my second piece of advice leads on to that if that makes sense is find people who support you being curious because at times the research process is incredibly lonely and it can be quite daunting. Um, so having those people around you who give you support and encourage you asking those questions and also check and challenge you, which might be really uncomfortable at times, but it's so important in the process. So if I think about myself, I mentioned those uh, supervisors and those members of staff who helped me with my dissertation. Um, two staff in particular, um, Kane Clark and um, Dean Silliger. They really supported me asking those tough questions um, and they kept it relevant, if that makes sense. So they gave me the confidence to take it to conferences, to present it, to get some feedback. And then later on on my placements in my third year, um, when I started to kind of ask more questions that led to my master's, um, people, you know, coaches like Paul Gardner and Ryan Mate, West Bromwich Albion, my themes and my questions actually came from conversations I had with them and they supported me being curious. So my master's dissertation ended up being um, completely out of discipline for me, really. Um, it was a biomechanics study into cognitive fatigue um, in youth athletes, particularly the landing mechanic. So we had a conversation on the pitch side around um, how concerned the coaches were um, around injury risk when the boys had been at school. So I was on placement at a professional football club when the boys had been on school and they were coming to day release for us. You know, we were really concerned about how tired they were and what the brain was doing in that and how that was involved. So all my research questions came from those conversations with people, which is so important. But having the support and encouragement to maybe step outside of your comfort zone, be curious, just like with my PhD. Again, it's slightly out of discipline for me, um, but having people like Will Roberts and Marcus and Quart support me through that and telling me that 
yes, it's going to be tough, but be curious, keep being curious, keep asking the questions is really important. Yeah, and I, I like the term uh, respectful questioning, which is almost taking that, that stage where you actually start to be respectful about what you're doing, but you're actually questioning what you do uh, as a practitioner and maybe within those conversations, as you mentioned, which then does lead on to other things, which is, is really interesting. So thank you very much for taking the time to tell us about your PhD and the, the research that you've been doing. And obviously, we're delighted that you're a member of the Society of Sports Therapists.